Benham Gym tonight. Did, did you know that today is National Friday? I just saw that. That's not actually Friday. Yeah, you, you got week. me excited. I thought no, you no. meant today was Friday. I know. No, it's not. It's no not a Friday. It's Friday Eve. If you want to look at it that way. Yeah, that used to be my favorite night back when I was in, like, probably 18 years old to 22. Mm-hmm. Thursdays were actually Thursdays. the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because, yep. like, the weekends, everything was expensive in Chicago. Chicago. But on Thursday night, you could get, like, dollar bottles at some mm-hmm. joints. You could get $3 you call it at some joints, except for Red Bull Vodkas would still be regular what, what priced the, at $13. What was the drink we talked about last night? The what? The hipsy wopsy woo 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 Oh, the wicky wacky woo woo Yeah. Yeah. Were those half price too? No, those are never half price. Those was, are like twenty. Was, was those Malort are like twenty five dollars. Was Malort half price? Usually they just give that away for free. I would like too. my it's buddies disgusting. that bartend, yeah, they just give that away for free. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's just not the worst great. thing ever. It's not good. So yeah, I I think uh, Thirsty Thursday is kind of a tradition that everybody likes to dive into occasionally. Not as much now. I'm you know I'd be too old for it. Also, I'm here. But yeah, by the time we get out of here, it's like eleven o'clock. Yeah, that's and, true. And then I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm tired. I'm not gonna not gonna do that anymore. Get home. It's midnight. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. If you had traffic, construction. Anyway, Trista Crick joins us live from Vegas right now at Summer League. Hey, what's up? Uh, you know, we can talk basketball in a minute. It's National Friday. What is your favorite style of fries, Trista? And have you had good fries out there in Vegas? What's my favorite style of fries? Yes. I kind of like. I kind of like this. Skinny ones, not like the the shoestrings, but like just like a good skinny, almost like McDonald's size fry. I kind of like it almost like slightly Cajun-y, not like too like you can't tell it's got Cajun seasoning on it. Just just tastes like it it like a fry should taste, but you know it's got like almost like some Lowry's or some sort of thing on it. Mm. You dip it in ranch. Like, I love dipping my fries in ranch or dipping it in the special sauce, paws, um, which is like, I guess, mayo and ketchup. Mm. I, I actually like ketchup and mayo. The kids got to stay away from fries. They make my ass jiggle. But, uh, <laughs> Trista, I love my job. I love being here every single night except for tonight here on uh, Thursday, July 13th. I'm not going to lie because there's uh, nothing on. We are watching. We got women's golf going on right now. We got some summer league going on right now. So I need to bet. And I'm looking right now at the Blazers, four and a half point favorites over the Magic. It is minus one fifteen over at BetMGM. You're a Blazers fan. I kind of want to take Portland. Should I just blindly bet the Blazers tonight? I would shop around because you can get an Orlando plus five and a half. You like Orlando? Looks like, yeah, it looks like Jet Howard and Anthony Black are playing. I don't know, guys. Like I took the the reason that I'm gun shy on Portland is because I took them. I think it was five and a half against Charlotte. And then Charlotte made it a game, whatever, two days ago. Cut it to, like, two. Portland ends up getting fouled, play the foul game. They win by four. So I, I just feel like if if Anthony Black and Jet Howard play, like Anthony Black himself uh, ended up taking Orlando, and they were down big to, to the Knicks yesterday, took them to overtime. So, I mean, what we see, I think this is what we're seeing in Summer League a lot, and I, I don't know if you guys were watching the Brooklyn – Toronto game. I was just watching it. Yep. And they, Brooklyn was up by 17. And I was like, oh, this game is over. Maybe I'll go to the pool or something. And all of a sudden, I look up, and they're going to overtime. So, to me, these larger lines, like these five and a half, even like what you saw with Utah and Denver yesterday when Keontae George, uh, God forbid, got sprained his ankle, they were up by 20-something. And they only won by six. Thank God they did cover. But that player prop got crushed. And then they, you know, they barely covered. So I feel like if you can get a, an Orlando plus five and a half, I would do that. If you can get a Portland minus four, I might take that. But I, I think this could be like a closer game than that. I, that's just where my head is at. 
What about the other later game? Kings are one and a half point favorites over the Timberwolves. I think the move there is to take the over. Okay. 183 and a half. Mm-hmm. Kings have had a bunch of players that are scored a ton. Dulé Boom had 22 points off the bench. Like Jordan Ford has been balling. He's had a couple of 20 point uh, performances. They they allowed 107 points to the Bulls, who are uh, like just not a great team, right? Like I thought that that was a fake team. What do you got? Chavon Freeman Liberty. The Wolves gave up 108 to the Jazz. So I like the over 183 and a half. Even in a game with like the Raptors and the and the Nets, where it looked like they were just not even going to come close to getting uh, to the over. Like they ended up with like ninety at ninety two, ninety six each. So I mean, those are trash ass offenses. So I, I I like the over one eighty three and a half. What's the biggest or juiciest story or rumor in uh, summer league Ooh, right now tea. going on today? Yeah, the, the last twenty four hours since we've talked. I haven't heard any new rumors except for just that the Dame thing is all over the place, right? Like yeah. Aaron Fentress, Aaron Fentress, who I think is a clown. Uh, is a beat reporter for the Portland Trailblazers. He and I are uh, currently beefing on Twitter. He thinks that the deal is close between Dame uh, and the Heat. And I went to dinner with people who are around the team quite closely, and they they disagree. So I don't know why he would think it's close, and the people who I know that are very close to, like, the decision makers uh, disagree completely and think that there's a possibility that Dame will be not only on this roster – at the deadline, before the deadline, but maybe even after the deadline. So I think it's just really the the disparity of information or the, like, wild polarity of it, right? Like, you talk about one beat reporter who's, like, in Portland and thinks the deal is basically done, and then I, who I know who I'm talking to, and they think the deal is not even close to them. So, and they really don't even want to send them to Miami. I guess the juiciest thing is that, like, I don't think Portland wants to send them to Miami just out of spite. <laughs> Which would make it good that much more complicated. Uh, there's another yeah. organization that may be doing things out of spite, too, and it's the Sixers and James Harden. We talked a little bit about this. Uh, I think it was, I want to say it was probably like earlier this week, but there's a report that came out today that like he's just dead set on going to the Clippers. Like on paper, I feel like that makes the most sense for him. Uh, this whole situation's a complete mess given how his recent history has been with teams in general. Do you think, even if you haven't heard anything, like just your opinion, do you think that this ends up dragging out, or could you see him in a Clippers uniform even if it goes into the season? Let's say. I have a hard time believing that that gets done, considering that. Like I told you guys, I think a couple of days ago, that the Clippers as a whole are kind of upset that they traded for Eric Gordon and they trade a first-round pick and then Houston ends up getting Cam Whitmore. And they're very high on Cam Whitmore over there in L.A. Like, they could have had him. And so you're talking about a farm system that's very depleted. Why would you continue to go the route of the L.A. Rams and give all your picks away for aging players that are probably only going to be there for a year? I don't know what the, what the sense in that is. So to me, it feels like the only way that – and they've already done that. They did that with John Wall. They did that with Eric Gordon. You're talking about non-productive players. I know that James is from L.A. and he wants to play for the Clippers, and that's all well and good. But if, if you have to trade first-round picks, which is what Daryl Morey would want for him, right? He gave up two first-round picks to get him and then some swaps. Like, I don't think the Clippers are going to want to do that. That doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, I'm watching Cam Whitmore right now. Rockets are up 22-15 on Golden State. He's got seven points in the first quarter. I mean, I, you look at him, he just looks like an NBA player. I, What are your thoughts on what you've seen in Summer League from him? He's big. 
He's really big. Yeah. He's a lot bigger than I thought he was. Um, you see him in person. He was at this party that I was at, so I got to see him like you know really really close in street clothes. He's a good six seven, six eight, and very muscular. He has an NBA body. His spring looks good. Like he's been up and down in summer league in terms of just like his performance. But you can tell he's going to figure it out. He's a high IQ guy. He's going to be able to defend. He's super versatile. He's already filled out. Like, he's not like one of these guys, like, you know, Shaden Sharp, for example, where he's like, he's still a kid, you know? He's a man. Cam Whitmore is a man. Um, that Rockets team getting him at 20 when they were considering him at four is like one of the most egregious things slips to happen. I guess there was a issue with his medical foot and knee an issue with his character. That's what I heard from some people who are like lower level in the front office of different teams. Um, but I like them. I like them a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's, you just look at some guys and writes the eye test and you go, that that's somebody built for the NBA right now as opposed to it's going to take two or three years for them to fill in. Trista Crick, live from Vegas. Thanks for coming on with us again. Thanks, guys.